Hi, you're listening to Let's Spill. I'm Anna. And I'm Marisol. We're going to be talking about Baltimore's officers who were involved in Freddie Gray's death and the outcomes of the officers. Also, we're going to be talking about the passing of the legendary Mexican actress and the welcoming of the baby princes. But first, let's talk about what's happening in Baltimore. So on Friday, prosecutor Marilyn J. Mosby announced publicly that six officers involved in Freddie Gray's death in Baltimore is considered a homicide. The prosecutor's public allegations are failure to find probable cause, illegal arrest, failure to seek or render medical aid, gross negligence. State's attorney Marilyn Mosby told reporters on Friday the findings of her comprehensive thorough and independent investigation coupled with the medical examiner's determination that Mr. Gray's death was a homicide has led us to believe that we have probable cause to file criminal charges. These actions resulted in the charges against six officers based on the statement of probable cause. The officers involved in the death of Freddie Gray are Officer Garrett E. Miller, Lieutenant Brian W. Rice, Officer Edward M. Nero, Officer Cesar R. Goodson Jr., Sergeant Alisa D. White, and Officer William G. Porter. Officer Garrett Miller is charged with two counts of second-degree assault, two counts of misconduct in office, and one count of false imprisonment. Lieutenant Brian W. Rice is being charged of involuntary manslaughter, two count of second-degree assault, two count of misconduct in office, and one count false imprisonment. Officer Edward M. Nero is charged with two counts of second-degree assault, two counts of misconduct in office, and one count of false imprisonment. Officer Caesar R. Goodson Jr. is charged with one count of second-degree depraved heart murder, involuntary manslaughter, second-degree assault, manslaughter by vehicle gross negligence, and misconduct in office. And what depraved heart means is that he intentionally, willfully, and deliberately acted with depraved indifference to humankind. Sergeant Alicia D. White is charged with one count of involuntary manslaughter, second-degree assault, and misconduct in office. And Officer William G. Porter is charged with one count of involuntary manslaughter, second-degree assault, and misconduct in office. The reason why the officers are being accused is because on April 12, Gray suffered a fatal spinal injury while being transported in a police van, which made several stops, before they realized Gray's severe condition. Mosby said Mr. Gray suffered a severe and critical neck injury as a result of being handcuffed, shackled by his feet, and unrestrained inside the police van. Despite the accusations, attorney Michael Davey for the Baltimore Fraternal Order of Police spoke on behalf of the six officers and their attorney. Davey told reporters that none of the officers injured or harmed Gray. They are truly saddened by his death. These officers did nothing wrong. Now, I understand that officers are going to find it suspicious when an individual looks at you straight in the eye and then takes off. I understand that completely. What I don't understand is the fact that they didn't do their jobs to make sure that this person was okay. Not only that, but they did go overboard with their authority because, one, they did an illegal arrest. They had no probable cause. Second, they never put a seatbelt on Freddie Gray to make sure that he's secure in the van. He was only laid flat on his stomach, head first, going into the van with no security, none whatsoever. Can you imagine what's going to happen when the driver is making sharp turns, right turns? This person's going to get hurt. Not to mention, he's already badly hurt from being tackled down. And I understand that. That's part of the standard process. But in the video, 
it is clearly seen that his feet are dangling. He can't walk on his own. That should tell an officer, okay, he's badly hurt. And what I also find remarkable is the fact that Freddie Gray is asking for an inhaler because he can't breathe. And yes, it is understanding that a lot of individuals to try to get away, they'll come up with any stories. But this young man is telling you that he can't breathe, he's not doing well, and I'm sure that these officers can recognize that he is not doing well. These injuries are pretty bad. I think that's where it comes to play on so many people that do tend to overreact or overdo their exaggerations on what's going on to them that I think police officers become almost numb when people say that or almost refuse to even acknowledge it because the whole... Oh yeah, I've heard so many people cry wolf. It's hard to believe when someone truly is hurt. And that's where police officers make the mistake, unfortunately, because they should take every case individually and check or at least be a little more precautious in what they're doing. But is it really numb? I don't know. Maybe to a certain extent it is. Maybe to a certain extent it isn't. I'm not saying it's right, of course. It's not right. But after hearing it or seeing it so much... It's hard for an officer not to become immune to it. You do raise a good point there. But clearly in the video, when the officers pick him up and his feet, he's not standing on his own. That's where I get upset. If you're seeing that this individual is already hurt, you should take him to go see a medic instead of doing what they had done, which is they made five stops. When they finally realized, hey, he is not doing well. In fact, he wasn't even breathing. I mean, come on, you have to know that he needs that medical assistance help. In this case, you're right, the officers did take it too far and did not do what they were supposed to, which I believe is the reason they were found guilty and charged with what they have been charged with. Now, it will be up for a court to decide. I don't find it right. I do think that they made the mistake, but I do believe that people, unfortunately, because of what they get dealt every day, don't look at things properly just because they're tired of dealing with what they deal with which i believe is unfair sometimes can even lead to injustice behavior as we see right here now please don't get me wrong i don't think that all officers are bad i do think in the force you have those people who do it out of their hearts to protect and help us abide the law but at the same time not everybody who comes from a minority group is a bad person we shouldn't tolerate unjust behavior and let's just be united couldn't agree with you more Moving on to other topics, Marisha will be talking about the sad news of a Mexican actress. Indeed, Anna. On Friday, we said farewell to one of the most beloved comedians of Latin America. Maria Elena Velasco dies at 74 in Mexico City. Her most successful performance was when she played La India Maria, a comedic interpretation of a Mexican indigenous woman for this Mexican TV series in 1972. That character became so popular that it resulted in a number of spin-off films that made Maria Elena Velasco a star. Although the reason of her death has not been officially revealed, it is believed that she passed away from stomach cancer. Twelve years ago, it was reported that she was being treated for the disease. But when confronted, she denied that she was sick, a private woman till the end. I remember being a little girl and sitting in front of the TV with my parents and grandmother. I don't know if you did the same thing, Anna. Actually, I did. Well, my mother and I would sit down together and watch these movies and just have a blast. She was my favorite character. Watching La India Maria, making us laugh with her misfortunes and lack of misunderstanding of the urban society. I didn't realize it then, but that poor sympathetic character, without education, 
without a good knowledge of Spanish and an indigenous appearance would have the malice and ingenuity to be rid of all abuse of political power and entrepreneurs. In a way, she was a symbolic revenge of all the daily injustices faced by Latin people, demonstrating que si se puede. It is indeed possible. My heart is broken. Maria Elena Velasco, La India Maria, you will be missed. Truly, she is going to be missed. I'm going to be honest with you. When I was a kid, I used to uh, love imitating her, and I would just imitate her and make my friends laugh. She was uh, a very talented individual who grew up in the era where women couldn't even be comedians, and she opened those boundaries for everyone else who says, here I am, I am funny. And yes, her movies, as you mentioned, gave a message how society treated the indigenous people and how society thought they were better so not only were her movies really funny, but it gave a message. It sure did. And in a way that we wouldn't even realize we were receiving a message, you know, through laughter, through the satire, it kind of made us soak it in without realizing what we were soaking in. Yes. If you want to have a good laugh, I recommend you check out her movies. Maria Velasco, Linda Maria, rest in peace. Hey Marisol, what do you think? How about we end our show on a royal note? Why, Anna, are you talking about no other than the British princess herself? Yes, I am talking about the newest princess in the royal family. Ooh, Prince William's wife, Kate, gave birth to a baby girl on Saturday. The princess being born in the private Linda Wing at St. Mary's Hospital in central London. As in tradition, a proclamation signed by the royal doctors was placed in front of the Buckingham Palace. The Buckingham Palace? Yes, indeed. Stating, Her Royal Highness, the Duchess of Cambridge, was safely delivered of a daughter at 8.34 a.m. The unnamed princess weighed 8 pounds, 3 ounces. 8 pounds and 3 ounces? That's a big baby, right? Yes, Santa, it's a pretty good-sized baby. The great-grandmother, Queen Elizabeth II, wore a pink dress and shawl at a military parade that she attended in northern England on Saturday. Apparently, it was a homage to the new arrival, in a way saying, It's a girl. Aww. The question is, what's going to be the baby princess's name? Hmm, what could it be? Well, they're saying Alice and Charlotte are amongst the top of the favorites. Well, those are very beautiful names. Yes, they are, I know they are. While some people are feeling that she should be named after Prince William's mother, Diana. Oh, Princess Diana. I remember her. She was so sweet and kind. I think she should go with that name. Why don't you let us know what you think her name should be? So go to letspill.podbean.com or if you want to hit us up on Facebook, let us know what Prince William and Kate Middleton should name their child. And don't forget to subscribe when you go to our page. I hope you enjoy our topics. You were listening to Let's Spill. I am Anna. And I'm Marisol. We'll, we'll talk, talk to, to you soon. soon.